It's been said that adversity reveals character. Adversity reveals character. I think there's a lot of truth in that statement. When you're in the midst of a trial, when you're put into a very stressful situation where your patience and your love are put to the test, your true character will all, almost always show through. The kind of person you really are will be revealed. And that's the way it was with St. Joseph, the great St. Joseph. Perhaps it's hard for us to fully appreciate the difficulty this good man faced when he learned that Mary was pregnant. After all, we know how everything turned out. We know that the story would eventually have a happy ending. But Joseph didn't know that. In fact, from his perspective, this story could have easily had a disastrous ending, especially for Mary and Mary's child. The text explicitly says that Mary was betrothed to Joseph when she became pregnant. Now please understand, this does not mean that she and Joseph were engaged to each other in the modern sense of that term. In ancient Israel, betrothal was actually the first stage of marriage. It took place roughly a year before the couple consummated their relationship and lived together as husband and wife. But according to Mosaic Law, during that 12-month interim period, the couple was still legally married. Hence, a betrothed woman who had relations with another man was guilty of the sin of adultery. And the penalty for adultery was clearly stated in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 22. There we read the following. If within a, a city a man comes upon a maiden who is betrothed and has relations with her, we shall bring them both out to the gate of the city and there stone them to death. The girl, because she did not cry out for help, though she was in the city, and the man, because he violated his neighbor's wife. Thus you shall purge the evil from your midst. Obviously, when he first learned that Mary was pregnant, Joseph did not know she had gotten that way through a supernatural event. He couldn't possibly have known that. He presumed that it had taken place by natural means. He probably said to himself, well, this is shocking. I've always known Mary to be holy and righteous, but I guess even holy, righteous people can be tempted to fall into sin and fall into sin. The bottom line is he thought his otherwise saintly wife had been unfaithful to him. It was then in the midst of the disappointment and the stress and probably the anger that Joseph demonstrated the kind of person he really was. This terrible adversity, this apparent tragedy, helped to reveal his true character. First of all, he showed that he was a man of deep moral conviction, and at the same time, a man of deep human compassion. He couldn't ignore his wife's apparent unfaithfulness. To him, that was a sin that needed to be uprooted, confronted, not swept under the rug. In that, he demonstrated his moral conviction. And yet, he still had loving compassion for Mary, even when he suspected that she had been unfaithful he wasn't willing to throw the book at her, so to speak, by making the sin public. If he had done that, our Blessed Mother, as I indicated a few moments ago, would have been stoned to death. His compassion and his conviction led him to the decision to divorce Mary quietly. Divorce was allowed under Mosaic law at the time, and it was necessary because the couple was already in the first stage of marriage. 
We live in a world right now where many people think it's either conviction or compassion. Either you have to be a cold-hearted legalist when it comes to the commandments of God and have no compassion whatsoever for other people, or you have to be wishy-washy, a wishy-washy nice guy who has no solid moral convictions about the important issues of the day. Many of our Catholic politicians have fallen into that latter category in recent years, have they not? Joseph shows us that this is a false dichotomy. It's a lie. It's not either or. It's both and. As Catholics, we're not to be people of conviction or people of compassion. We're to be people of both conviction and compassion, like Joseph was. People who are truly pro-life, for example, are strong in their conviction, in their conviction that abortion is the taking of an innocent human life. But people who are truly pro-life also have great compassion, compassion for women in difficult pregnancies, also compassion for women who have had abortions. And that's the way it should be. Secondly, in the midst of this apparent crisis, Joseph demonstrated that he was very open-minded. Now, the interesting thing is, in today's world, he would definitely be called the exact opposite. In modern Western culture, Joseph would be definitely labeled as narrow-minded. That's because he was open-minded only when it came to the truth. He was not open-minded when it came to error and sin. When the angel revealed to him the truth about Mary, the truth about her pregnancy, that she had conceived this child through the power of the Holy Spirit, that this child was the divine Son of God who would save the world from sin. When that was revealed to Joseph, he immediately accepted it. He was open-minded to the truth of God's Word as spoken to him through this heavenly messenger. In today's world, of course, open-minded is normally used to describe people who accept and promote gross moral evils, especially in the area of sexuality. Those who embrace biblical moral principles and accept the truth of God's word as proclaimed by his church, they're considered to be hopelessly narrow-minded. Well, if that's your perspective, if that's where you stand, and I pray it is, then take heart. St. Joseph would be right there with you. No doubt about it. Those are just two aspects of Joseph's character that shine through brilliantly in this well-known scene from the Gospel of Matthew. There are, of course, many others I could have mentioned in this homily. In this story, for example, we also see that Joseph was a man of great courage, was ready to do the right thing, regardless of what other people might say or think. We see that he was a man who walked by faith, not by his feelings. We see that he was someone who believed that God could do great things, even impossible things. And amazingly, my brothers and sisters, we know these truths, we know these things about St. Joseph and his character without ever hearing him say a single word. Did you realize that? In the entire New Testament, not one single word of St. Joseph is recorded. It must have been in reference to him that the old saying was first coined, actions speak louder than words. Joseph's actions, especially in times of adversity, clearly revealed his character and showed him to be a holy, faithful, obedient servant of God. St. Joseph, today we ask you to pray.
pray, pray for us, that we will be the same, especially in our moments of adversity. <laughs>